0: This is, episode, this is episode 140, No Laugh Track Podcast. Thank you to Circle of Heat, as always, for letting us uh, play their music at the beginning there. Uh, oh, I just got a message from eBay. They really want me to get back on there. Wow. Uh, oh, <laughs> eBay, <laughs> did you get a message from Lycos, too, <laughs> and ask Jeeves? <laughs> I, this is not sponsored by eBay. We have no affiliation, but I just got a message on my phone. Uh, my tourney, what does it say? My tourney gear is on
1: eBay. I don't want... It. What tourney gear? I don't want any tourney gear. Did you look for, like, a baseball glove once in your life? And, <laughs> maybe, and you maybe. were like, you're like, oh, God, now it's uh, now it's every day. You know what I did? Well, at first, let me say that is the voice of Pete Lee. Pete oh, Lee's yes. back on No I, Laugh <clears throat> Track Podcast because he's headlining this week at Acme. I am so excited. The last time I was on here, I uh, was for Crash and Burn, Yeah, with Tim. Yeah, with Tim, and that was really fun. And, um, yeah, I, I was at Acme, like, twice in two months because I was, like, here in mm-hmm. April doing your your regular show and then i had to come back and do a week where i wrote all new material and we were supposed to write 18 minutes or 20 minutes i think i came in with 15 and i left at the end of the week with 25 new minutes yeah are you using any of it yeah Yeah. um i'm um i'm i just submitted to do a half hour special another one on comedy central and i would say that like The core of that half hour is what I wrote at Crash and Burn. Really? Yeah. Like it's. I wrote a lot of other stuff, and like I went back and uh, with a lot of those bits, like um, because during Crash and Burn, there's only so much that you can tighten a bit in one week. Yeah. Because you really have to try out a bit over so many different crowds, and like not just the Acme crowd that is like it's almost like there's a gun pointed to their head to Mm -hmm. laugh. Like they're so good. Yeah, yeah. You have to like take that those (laughs) jokes to New Jersey where they're like. I feel, un- I feel comfortable when you're uncomfortable. You know, like <laughs> you got to take those there, and like you got to take them to New York, and like like really hard crowds that are just the worst crowds, and then like figure out where the holes are in them and where you got to punch. Is it that
0: what you think? that is that the normal timeline of how quickly you can get some new material? Like, where you're where you're confident in it? I mean, that was yeah. only what last May,
1: I think. Yeah. That well, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Like some comics try to write a new hour every year and I just try to write however much I wrote. That's really good. Yeah. And, and cause like you, I probably write two hours a year, Okay. but maybe a half an hour is really good. Maybe 45 is good. Some years, um, you know, um, I don't know. Like I wrote, I wrote, I do this thing now. It's almost like a crash and burn, but it's, it's just, I'm on a regular show and no one knows that I'm trying out 10 new minutes of material. Oh, okay. like they just don't know. It's in New York, the stand comedy club, uh, um, we're gonna call it Acme Sister Club in New York City. That's you know how like mm-hmm. you know how you'll be in like a Noka, Minnesota, and they're like we're a sister city yeah, with yeah. with Shenzhen, China, Okinawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the, I'm gonna call it the stand Acme Sister Club. It, the the owner the owners there are like, hey man, you can just like come here and try out new material on this Monday night show. It's, awesome. it's a free show. It's called Frantic, and so i bring like every time i do that show i bring like a new 10 minutes that i'm just like yeah, i don't know if this will work and yeah and then i tighten the screws and it, I, that 10 has gone down to like six minutes now oh, but, wow. so i have like a new six minutes from just this week here tonight but, that's <coughs> did you just do that this week monday i did that this week yeah, yeah. so um and i have like i always take a, sit, a set list up on stage um i've had people tell me that that's unprofessional but i've been doing it since the first time i was ever on this stage yeah in in my half hour special I had a set list um you know like I've always like I've always had a set list and um uh do you always use it? Do yeah, you always actually I, look I at it? it and I but yeah so now I have like my set list of the the jokes that I've been doing that I really like and then now I have this other set list just to remember the stuff that's new from this week. Oh, Okay. Know? But yeah it's um I don't know but every time I see somebody with a set list that's on the stool they're not like really like examining it they're like taking a sip of water going okay you know um salad. yeah it'd be
0: one thing if you like uh, you know what time out start mm-hmm. writing things down mm-hmm. i think i have seen that and that's kind of funny too sometimes though
1: that's really funny. maggie yeah. ferris did that a lot yeah. i don't know if she still does that but um she would be like hold on audience and she'd make the audience wait while she wrote the <laughs> it was i was it was like i'm i'm not like like, I'm not that confident of a person yeah. just in general. So, yeah. like, um, like just seeing somebody that does... I'm like, oh, that's the most baller shit ever. <laughs> have we talked since uh, you went to China with everybody? Oh, my God. No, but I have stories. We can talk about that. Yeah.
0: I mean, since then, I've uh, Chad has been here. Yeah. And Tom Segura. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, and even uh, uh, Josh. Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. Um, did... Did either of them tell you about Babui Chaseo oh, of, of course. Oh, God. That was great. <laughs> that was, that was the fun. Just like, so for people that, I mean, they probably, if we're on episode 140, they've heard the, that one. Probably. Um, if uh, they're sticking with it. Because you have to listen to all of these in order, not just <laughs> cherry pick the people that you like. Um, but no, if you're, um, listen, like, there was, we were on a ferry from Hong Kong to Macau. To yeah. No movie, one's heard so. your version of it. So, yeah. And, um, and like we have a camera crew and we're we're like a group of white people over in asia with a camera crew so they all think that we're like giant celebrities <laughs> and like people would come up and just ask for your autograph oh really and they'd be like what is your name like they were just like you're famous and i want to, i want to know what you are and who you are oh
0: no one's told me and that
1: yeah like they would come up and and um so uh like every time so it was my biggest joke that every time they'd come up they'd be like what is your name and I'd be like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> I'd just tell them that I'm Jerry Seinfeld because like they don't know right? you know they're like oh I just met Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> he was so young and vibrant <laughs> um, but anyway um, we were on the thing and, and we have a we have a camera crew yeah and so these like adorable like adorable like Korean girls that like most guys if they were in a pack of guys would be like how could we have sex with those Korean girls right, right. like like they were like college aged and sexy as shit. can I swear on this uh, sure. mm-hmm. they were like sexy as shit, but like comedians are like, how could we fuck with those adorable girls right, like right. that's how our brain works you know like like we don't i don't we might want to have sex with you, but only if you have a good enough sense of humor after we, <laughs> after we've messed around with you you know like yeah, joking yeah. wise can you joke you have a sense of humor right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have this translator woman that's with us that she like was like a producer of the whole tour too, who was amazing, named Esther. And um, Esther was like, I don't know, has anybody talked to you about Esther? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. She was like, she was, I don't know, like just this like big cute woman that like she was just obsessed with sex like we'd be taking pictures and she'd be like okay blowjobs you know oh, of, like I say cheese yeah i didn't hear that she'd be like okay hot sex am my pussy and like <laughs> and she would just like take the picture and like you can't not smile right. and have your best smile and like like <laughs> <laughs> this adorable asian woman's yeah. like okay hot sex and um so chad we're on the ferry and these these korean girls are like staring at us and being like oh I wonder if we can talk to them and so Chad goes Esther how do you say the words or she he goes, he goes what language are they speaking and Esther speaks 17 languages yeah. and she's like they're definitely speaking Korean and he goes okay he goes how do you say the words um, would you like to tongue fuck my shit box <laughs> right yeah. and Esther was like oh no I cannot say that I cannot tell you how to say that and like Chad's so charming that somehow he talked her into it and then he stands up and is like, babui, chaseo mabijo to yeah. those girls. And they just looked at each other. I've never seen two people be so excited that someone's talking to them and then so quickly be not excited that that person just <laughs> talked to them. It was like amazing. And, um, and they just looked at each other like he couldn't have... He doesn't speak our language and he couldn't have just said that. <laughs> that can't be the one phrase that he knows like That's like, not Jerry Seinfeld either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like that can't be donde está Albania, Right, right. You know, like like that can't be what he knows yeah. in our language. Yeah. And um Still cerveza. Yeah, like that can't be his phrase that he knows. Right. And um And so, um, and then they, like, they go, they, like, asked him again, like, what did you say? And then Chad stands up and, like, points to his butthole, and he's like, babooey chiseo (laughs) mabiho And, um, and they, like, were like, Tia oh my god, and they, like... (laughs) I think they disintegrated. I have no idea what happened, but they were so embarrassed and um disintegrated. I'm picturing that. Yeah, nobody had sex with them. No. No, no. They uh, they just
0: they turned into dust and landed in the river, I assuming. Yeah, yeah,
1: they Oh my god. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was amazing, but we went over to Macau and um uh I actually just told this story today, but um we were we went to perform at the MGM Grand Casino and their um The the man the club manager was like, hey, whatever you do, um, if this guy comes in and he's wearing a white suit, just get off stage. Like he tells us this beforehand, and I'm like, why? What's happening? And he goes, well, it's just like we have a lot. Like we're in Macau, and this is like the Vegas of Asia. I mean, they literally recreated Asia, like uh, Vegas in in Asia. Okay, like the same buildings, the same strip, the same everything. Really. Yeah, they just have so much money that they're like, we're just going to recreate Vegas so we don't have to fly all the way there. Makes sense. And so, like, if Vegas attracted mobsters back in the day, like, like Macau attracts international mobsters, you know, like, like the baddest of the bad people in the world that come from governments that don't give a shit that they're mob in their country. Yeah, yeah. Know? And so, um, did you know this going to Macau? Oh God, no, no, no okay. I wouldn't have gone, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but so, uh, so of course while I'm on stage, uh, this guy, this guy rolls in and he's wearing a white suit. And he's got champagne bottles and like like rap video girls with him like and um he's just like you know who I'm picturing is Psy that that singer Gangnam style or I mean it was it very Psy esque it was it was honestly like like I wondered if if this guy was the character or if this guy was the guy that they based that character on in The Hangover you know um oh yeah like, yeah, yeah and he's wearing a white suit and whatever and so I was like. I was like, and he like walks, Ken Jeong's character. Yeah, he like walks right up to the stage. I mean, he like walks right up to the stage, and he's like messing with me. And I was like, and he's like just out loud heckling me. And he's got champagne for and, real. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Pete, you got to get out of here. Like, all right. And so I was like, how yeah. far into your act were you? I was twenty five minutes into my half an hour, but I was like, oh, okay. you got to go. You just have to go. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. You have to go. And so I was like, I was like, okay, well, that's my time. And the guy was like, no, no, entertain me, entertain me. And I was like um i was like i have to i can't because i'm done with my show and i don't have any more show left like that was i think that's what i said yeah and then he like started ripping on me and then i was like that's okay i'm afraid of you sir you know like like i know who you are and they told me about you and i'm not gonna mess with you and blah blah blah. and then like at one point while i was up there like he said something to me that was like an insult and then I was like, no, no, I was like I like you I respect you. I was like, and um, you know, we have the same problems. I can't grow a mustache either. And um, like cuz he just had that like wispy like, you know, that wispy yes. um, Asian mustache, you know. We just Pete, you weren't here, but they just had the uh Boys State hockey tournament,
0: you know, high school hockey tournament oh, yeah. in St. Paul. And so and that's known for, you know, the uh, wispy mustaches and beards. I don't know if you saw the video going around. The
1: guy with the, the, the where they, the guy edits their, yes. or he, he gives commentary to the, their hair and yes, their mullets and all their... hair tournaments or whatever. The
0: all hair team.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That, I just watched that video. It you was did. amazing.
0: It's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, so that, but, yeah. There's the good example of the wispy stash.
1: Oh, he had, this guy had like, this guy had Justin Bieber's mustache, <laughs> you know, like, and he was like a grown, probably, I don't know, 50 year old guy. Oh, okay but um so he so like i get off stage and they're like they're like mr falk would like to see you his name is johnny and then falk f-o-k right an o with like a line over it you know like johnny falk (laughs) and um uh and i was like oh god i was like i don't want to you know i don't i don't want to do this and um so i go over to him and i was like and they're like mr falk with like an apology and i was like Okay, yeah, I'll, that's all he wants. I'll apologize the shit out of this guy. I'll just, yeah, sorry, sir. Sorry that I insulted you. And he was like, and so I apologized to him. He gave me his business card. I still have his business card. Like, that was a baller move. To be like, here's my card. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. You know, like, like who gives the person that they're going to murder? Who plants the name of the murderer on the body? Like, that's somebody that has the government in their pocket. <laughs> right? Like, that's a, that's some baller shit. This is my fuck you card. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put this in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. It, it actually is fl- It's more flammable for when we burn you alive. <laughs> for when we put you in one of those barrels that Breaking Bad like when they just put them in that solvent like this actually it's an agent that helps that move i just i just put a drop of water on that thing and you're done yeah oh my god this so um so he goes uh so then he's like he goes he goes all right he goes i'll accept your apology um and then he takes a glass of champagne that was like pre-poured And he hands it to me. and He goes, "Just drink the champagne with me." Whoa! And I go, "I saw the red, uh, the Game of Thrones episode. What happens here?" Yeah. And I go, "And I go, I can't drink that." And he goes, "And nobody's ever said that to him, apparently." And and he goes, "And he goes, why?" And I was like, "I'm an alcoholic." And he goes, "And he's like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying." I don't blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, he starts talking in Mandarin or whatever. And um, and I go, and this was my I go I go oh so now you don't speak English I was like you spoke it so well when you're talking to me from stage but like I realize I'm already dead so I'm just gonna say things right what the fuck I go so now you don't speak English and he's like he's like drank drank and he's like pushing the glass into my face and in my brain I'm like do I snap the stem off of this and be the guy that finally kills this man (laughs) you know like what do I do like what like what do you do right Like like you're you're in that moment where you're like uh, like I'm kill killer be killed the, I don't know. What would Indiana Jones do right now? Yeah, S- spit it back in his face after I drink it, right? Oh, that would have been great, yeah. right? But like so but I don't drink. I haven't drank in over 3 years and I you know and like I guess technically I'm an alcoholic and like um I and I said I was like no I'm not I will not drink this. I was like I can't drink this. Who was there with you in this during while this was going on? Oh my god, Lewis was in the room. He was, Chad okay. was on stage kind of like and he had like a look on his face like like okay, they're going to murder Pete. Please don't murder me next, you know. Um uh the, all the camera people were in the room. Like everything was everything was like just there. Like the show was going on and yeah. this was loud because this guy's not quiet. He has enough money that he doesn't have to whisper, like that's how much money this guy has, right? And um, so he He bought himself out of whispering. Yeah, he bought himself out of whispering. So he, he, uh, um, and I was like, I'm not gonna drink that. I was like, I'm just not gonna, because I was like, I'm not drinking it, right? I won't, I won't drink it. And he goes, and he's like, he goes, well, you drink it, or I'm gonna hurt you. No. And um, and the thing that they that I didn't say earlier is that there was a comedian there that was there like a year earlier that like mouthed off to this guy and ended up in intensive care for a long time. Like, like in like, like dirt for dirt floor, China hospital, you know, like, like for a long time. And they were like, you don't want to be that guy.
0: Holy shit.
1: And there were like, there were like Thai cage fighters that were like standing on this, you know, on the stage protecting us. Um, and I like walked over, I was like, Hey, will you help me out? And the guy was like, I'm not doing anything to that guy. Like, Holy crap. like, I don't like that guy will find my family. Like, no, you can't. And so, um, and so I was like, so I was like, no, I was like, I can't drink that. And I was like, I was like, I'm dead either way. I was like, if I take a drink of that, my life is going to spiral and I'm going I'm to die. And I was like, and if, if you're going to kill me tonight, I don't care. You know, just like, like, I can't drink that. And then I just walked away and he was like, you don't walk away from me. And I was like, I'm doing it right now. I was like, I'm, I'm walking away from you right now. And like, I'm like, I don't know if you, if anybody listening has ever just been about to die, but like you start to not give a fuck so hard because you're like, I'm already dead. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, like you're like, you're, you're so upset that somebody is going to kill you that you're like. Like it, like the, you know, the moment in the movie where the person's like, ah, Oh, I'll do anything. Like, yeah. like that moment hits you. You have that moment. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, like if I'm about to die, I might as well get my money's worth kind of a thing. So then this contact from the hotel was like, we need to get you out of the country. And I was like, like, cause I, I had like walked away and I just went back to my table and they had like gummy bears and peanuts and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going all gummy bears cause I'm about to die. like, <laughs> like I don't care about my teeth. I'm going all in on the gummy bears. <laughs> And um, they're like, no. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll go back up to my hotel room and get my computer and my bag. And they're like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like, we need to, like, get you out of this room and get you out of the country and, like, get you you to Hong Kong somewhere, somehow, get you into that airport where you're secure, secure and this guy can't get to you. And then get you on a plane and you need to never come back to Asia. And I was like, okay, all right. Like I guess I won't have my wallet or my passport or any. They're like, we just you gotta go. <sighs> and at that moment, this guy walks up and he's like, this giant Australian man. And he goes, he goes, he's like, he's like, Hi hey, mate. He's like, I'm Gordon Bennett. Uh, he goes, I'm an Australian businessman. And uh, businessman means like power. I could hurt people, whatever. And he goes, um, he goes, he goes. Well, he goes, you had a problem, Mister Falk. He goes, I took care of it. And I'm like, what do you mean you took care of it? What? I was like, I'm dead. I was like, I'm dead tonight. And he goes, no, no. He goes, believe it or not, there are people in this town that are more powerful than Mr. Fock. And he goes, and I'm one of them. And he goes, and I happen to be an alcoholic. And I I respected that even given that choice of him killing you or that killing you, you didn't choose the alcohol. And I was like, that's amazing. I was like, and I. What? Yeah. And he's like, he goes for the rest. He goes, you can come back to Asia. He goes, that guy won't bother you and i was like you got to be kidding me and i was like what can i do for you right i was like what do you want and he's like i just just sit down with me and my girlfriend and hang out he goes you're really funny i liked your set so i like ate appetizers with this guy that he paid for him i was like can i buy you appetizers he's like nobody needs to buy me anything <laughs> And then he saved my life. I actually life. killed the last person that offered to buy me dinner. But yeah, yeah. I'll and spare you. <laughs> he was so friendly. Like, this guy that, like, I mean, he's, sc- he's scarier than the scary guy. Was scary guy still there? No, he left. Like, this guy was so scary, and he was so friendly. Like, it'd be like if you were somehow a, t- a horrible murderer, but you were just a great guy yeah, on the side. Like, that's what this guy was. And...
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, and he told the guy, he was he's like, hey, man, like, why do you need to do this? Just, he's like, get out of here. You know, get out of here. And I mean, imagine power like this. Like, this guy's so powerful that the government, he can do whatever he wants within the government. And then he's so powerful that the 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 MGM Casino, which, think about how much power a casino like that has. Like, a right. security force. They basically have their own police force to oh, put absolutely. all the money that's in mm-hmm. that place. Mm-hmm. Like... The MGM was like, Ugh, we don't want to mess with this guy. like, And then this other guy somehow magically was there to be like, hey, man, go away. Just like not tonight. Go kill someone somewhere else tonight. Like not that guy. I, I, I this That's one of the most unbelievable stories I've ever heard. That was my last night in Asia, and now I'm um, – i'm going back in october you are and i'm like i'm like should i go back like like is this gonna happen again like or can i fly under the radar or like should i call the other guy before i go there and be like hey can you can you go there again <laughs> like can can you protect me somehow so
0: that night ended you just ended with your dinner with him and you guys parted ways and that was it
1: yeah and then i went um, did he give did he give you a card uh, yeah I have that guy's card so I could reach out to him but yeah the Australian guy the Australian guy Gordon Bennett yeah you don't know what he does did you look him up? Did no you Google him? I Googled Johnny Fox and people right now could go into Google and um Johnny Fox apparently like owns a Formula One car and uh you can like see him you can see him on Google Images like having a great time. <laughs> You can see him having a great time, like <laughs> threatening people's lives. He looks like a great guy. Like he looks like a terrific human being. But he, um, in every one of those pictures, they're just not. It's off to the side, the person getting threatened. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, it. Like I said, I like. There's a part of me that like I struggle with confidence. So like I looked at him like, how do you have this much confidence? This is amazing. Like that's so great. The balls on these guys. The balls on these guys. Just because you have money and an army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can understand. An army would do that. I think I'd, my balls would be big, bigger
0: if I had an army. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be the most terrified you were, ever have ever been. Yeah. Does anything was, compare to that?
1: I mean, maybe my first time on this stage. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was, but it was, like I said, it was like, I was so terrified that I had like a moment of clarity, you know, like, like where you're. You're just like, yeah, I guess when you're going to die, I'm like, I mean, I wasn't like physically being beaten. So my life wasn't flashing before my eyes. Right. I just was like, well, nothing you can do now. You know, like, what can you do? Right. What do you do? I don't know. Like, all right. Your, your life is going to end like a. Like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. How am I? I mean, how am I? Fam- how's my family going to deal with this? I'm dying in Asia. What the fuck? Yeah, they're like Pete's going over to tell jokes, and then this guy. I don't know, but why? Wow. I, I kept thinking like, thank, thank goodness that I was on stage when he came in and not Chad, because Chad has a temper. Yeah, true. And, like Chad would have fought the guy, and Chad would be dead. And Chad, Chad would be like on life support in dirt floor or China hospital. You, you know what? <laughs> Like, You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that was the same night that Chad slid down a hill on a garbage I thing. watched that video. Oh, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. I took the video. I was yeah. the cameraman of that video. But Yeah, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to go back there. It'll, it'll be. Are you
0: fun. going back by yourself, or who are you going with? Yeah,
1: it's gonna. Yeah. I think who I I think I want to take someone. I want to like take a friend. I don't care if I don't even make any money on the trip. Like I just want to take, like. I don't know. Maybe I'll be dating somebody then, and I can, like, go see Asia with some hot chick. Yeah. Taylor Swift, do you want to go with me? <laughs> I think I'd like to date Taylor Swift. I want to do that. You should check and see if she's, uh is she there at the same time? Maybe you can coordinate. That would actually be funny if you're, like, I mean, because you're so starved for, like, other Americans to hang out with. Uh-huh. Maybe I could get like Katie Perry to come hang out with me. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't
0: know. Come on, Kate.
1: Yeah, come on, Kate. Come on. <laughs> come on, K-Bear.
0: <Kate> <clears throat> um, wow, Pete, that's wow. Is, do you think that's uh, you know, Josh uh, is putting that
1: documentary together? Is the, this going
0: to be in there? Are people going to see this?
1: Damien had his camera over in that area while the thing was happening. But like I actually should reach out to Damian and be like, "Did you get that? Were you afraid to get it? Um, did they confiscate it? <laughs> yeah, did they? Con- yeah, did like? Are you guys? Because I talked to Josh at one point, like immediately after it happened, and he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, he goes. There's a big part of me that wants to put that in the documentary, and then there's another part of me that doesn't want like that guy to come after me. Yeah, because I mean, I think that there's there's the danger of putting him in there. And then there's also the danger of um like he didn't the guy didn't sign a waiver and I guess you can blur out his face or whatever sure but, yeah but like I don't know I guess I'm openly talking about it maybe I shouldn't be you know <laughs> like maybe I shouldn't be talking about it but but you know I don't I know. can't wait to get out of here and google him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking out of this that. out of this basement. Can't do we, it here. A little where tough we don't to You don't have any internet? Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that one of the beauty the beauty parts of this room is that like you're actually you're actually removed from civilization mm-hmm. like except somehow that eBay message came through yeah every once in a while i'll get a text or an email like in here and then i'm like oh okay it like did come through i mean this wall is is 4 feet thick of <laughs> of stone oh yeah that was like that was chipped away from a quarry Mm -hmm. and like every wall is four, four or five feet thick. They like really overestimated how much they needed. (laughs) Like, like they
0: didn't, they had no, you don't know the full history of this place. Maybe they needed it.
1: Maybe they needed it. But like, all I have to say is that if the world ever ends, I want to be doing a show here. Oh hell yeah! We will all live for like another month. This is the bunker I want to be in. Yeah, no doubt. This place is yeah. This could this could withstand anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at these freaking pillars.
1: You kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I went to I went to Fenway Park, and they have like those like thin steel pillars that are holding up Fenway Park. And this is they have oak trees. They have like, they have like nine oak trees down here that are holding up the ceiling they really overestimated what they
0: (laughs) yeah nothing sways here i bet fenway sways a bit oh yeah Yeah. it does yeah so you uh you slid it in there a little bit about how you may be dating someone in the future obviously you're not now but that also means
1: wait a minute (laughs) yeah
0: i've listened to pete on this podcast before and he had a wife what the hell happened yeah i
1: don't have one anymore um yeah the um yeah, I like like her and I have like a good. Um, we're like friendly and stuff, and like a lot of that's you know we got to be cool because our cat's dying of cancer. Unbelievable. We have to like we have to like, we've been at the vet together with the cat, you know, and like um, so I don't know like we've been very kind to each other through the whole thing, um, but like you know I I like signed an agreement that basically said that like I wouldn't really talk about like her specifically or her whatever, but I mean I'll talk about like you know like. Like, it sucks, right? Like, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it sucks to get a divorce. Like, yeah. I've talked about mine,
0: you know, here and there on this podcast. I we It took a really long time for me, but I have two daughters. You don't have any kids. Oh, uh, thank right? God. Con- no, no, that, I please. don't have any kids, no. <laughs> thank Just God. the cat.
1: Yeah, thank God we didn't have any kids, you know. And um, I don't know. Like, it's it sucks. And it's like, you know, like, the bottom line is like, you know, we're two people that used to be awesome together. Yeah that like for a good amount of time we're not good at all and then we had to leave and like that i mean we were together for a decade yeah. you know like like the that like whole mental process of disconnecting from someone and dis- like and a lot of it like you don't even like you don't even like mourn necessarily like your direct relationship with that person but like that was you more than like you then sure you were like you're like oh my god remember when I was happy then uh-huh, yeah when the whole oh, yeah. world was right and my bubble <laughs> wasn't burst and like you know like everything was great and like you'd see people with problems and you'd be like why are you cranky buddy right right and now I'm like so sad and I'm like okay I get why that person's crying
0: so it's <laughs> interesting like for me uh I didn't I didn't know anything about this until I was here you know last week doing the podcast and yeah. you know Derek mentioned something to me about it like hey you know, kind of gave me the heads up like pete's gonna be here next week and just so you know he's getting divorced I'm like whoa, whoa what yeah really, what wh- Whoa! Wh- wh- wh-
1: burp burp. and then
0: i and then just when we were talking before uh you know we had some lunch here at acme some delicious lunch uh, it was highly a-
1: recommend the blt oh oh my god yeah i i had just turkey so i i had the tea yeah <laughs> Good. That's not tomato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no tea. Uh, but uh, we were talking, and I didn't know that you apparently you're talking about it on stage.
1: Yeah, I talk about it on stage, and like, but that's like that's been like the tough part with the whole thing is like you're literally a sad clown, you know. And like, I my show, like I've ne- I don't know how to say this, but like I've never been funnier. Like like my my show is really it's really kind and it's really gentle and gentle, and it's like my jokes have never been stronger. And like, um, I think it's so different from almost everything that other comics are doing. Because every other comic is so aggressive and like so like I'm edgy and I gotta say stuff. Right. And like like look at how look at how saying stuff I am. <laughs> and like I think if there's a message in my show that it's like okay to be kind and like and oh my god how much does that fucking suck right. to try to be kind. You know? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And like um, but yeah the. The tough part, like, while I was going through the initial part of the divorce was, like, I've been on this 92-city college tour. And so, like, I'd be, like, going in theaters at colleges in front of all these, like, excited college kids that, like, pre-gamed for your show. And it's, like, happy, happy, happy. And they're in college. They've never, ever had problems. You know, like, ever. Not like that. Yeah. And then I'm, like, you know, I get out on stage and they cheer. And the whole time I'm on stage, I'm, like, hey, man, don't cry. Like, you can't you like pete you can't fucking cry before the show and, like i had friends that they were like they're like dude you're getting in great shape like why are you getting in such great shape and it's because my my therapist was like um it's like a trick that like when you're when you're like depressed and you're really sad and you like want to die you know like because they're like I'm, i don't i don't want people to think that like i'm suicidal or whatever but like when you're that down about something there are times where you're like oh death would be good like that, that would, it's actually like freeing to think about, you know, mm-hmm. and like, but my therapist was like, you, you can't, like, you can't die if you're building yourself up, you know, like if you're, if you're exercising and making yourself better, your brain just can't die. Like you can't, like you don't want to die. And it's like a certain amount of time after the workout that's like three or four hours where the endorphins and the serotonin is pumping through your head and you had good chemicals cause you just worked out. Right, right. And so I I knew that like every night I had like a window where I would I could like go on stage and do my thing and I would actually like have the power and within my body to not like cry in front of people uh-huh. and then I would like be doing my meet and greet afterwards and like doing it, taking all these pictures and Instagram and blah 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 and I could like feel I could like feel a cry bubbling up right uh, you know yeah and there were even some people you know because she was a big. She was a big part of my show. And yeah. then I just all of a sudden stopped talking about yeah. it. And so, like, I'd have people come up and be like, how's blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I actually legally can't say her name into a microphone. That's part of our agreement. But And, like, so they would just spark it, you know. And then and then I'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I can't talk about that right now. And then they'd be like, but what? I saw your pictures on da, da, da. And I'd be like, yeah, like... You're not understanding this. I can't talk about this right now. And then there'd be times where I'd bail and then I'd go out into my car and I'd cry. Oh, man. And like, like, this is like, like nobody would know. Nobody would, nobody would know that that was what was happening. But it was like, it was like really, it was like a crazy thing that I would go do this event that people were excited for. I would destroy on stage and like, and I would have all this new stuff because like that was kind of what was getting me through. It was like writing. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'd meet all these people, happy, 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 pictures, pictures, cry. Like, it was It was the weirdest you thing. I think
0: it was because, <clears throat> I mean, it's a part of it just because it's sad because, the, you know, you can't be as happy as these people are? Is it just that yeah. simple? Like, yeah, yeah. And- I, look, here I am. They have no idea how I'm feeling inside. They think I'm so happy, they're so happy, and I can't even share this because I'm miserable right now.
1: Yeah, they, it was a lot of that. And, like... But it was weird. Like the more I started feeling comfortable, because it took me a long time to like open up about it. You know, like like just to like like kind of what we did at lunch today, to be like, yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm going through this. Yeah. You know? And I noticed that like the more that I start just going, yeah, it's really tough, and you know, um, you know, ah, uh, yeah, like you know, hey, I'm getting a divorce. My cat has cancer. I'm re- <laughs> like, I'm I'm sad. You know, like it's so funny how almost everybody that I talk to, they're like. Uh, it's almost like they get to go, they get to drop their false self and go into their real self. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah. And they're relieved. They're actually relieved that they're like, all right, I don't have to be bullshit with this guy. Right. And they'll go, oh, God, yeah. um, Yeah, my, dude, my dad's dying or whatever. They'll just tell me the the worst thing that is happening to them that they're focusing on. And I realize that, like, maybe that's why this comedy club fills up is cuz everybody's going through some shit mm-hmm. like nobody is not going through some shit and if they if they are not going through shit they either went through it or they're about to right and right. like like so i don't know it just it, it it's been weird you know like the whole the whole process of it has been really tough but like i'm now to a point where like I call this phase the Hawaii phase, you know, cuz like, you know how it like rains in Hawaii once a day? Like once a day I cry. Like it's not multiple times, it's like once a day, kind of a mist. It's a mist, yeah. Sometimes it's actually really refreshing, like <laughs> like it it um it I, I don't know, like it'll just something will trigger me and yeah. you know and but the thing that I talk about it on stage is I don't ever want to be one of those guys that's like you know, like, uh, my, you know, my battle axe ex-wife or, you know, whatever. Cause that's not how I feel about her. I mean, she's, she's a person. Mm-hmm. We're just two people and people are, people get shitty with each other, you know, like, like it's just what happened. It's happened to everyone, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I don't know, like, so I don't ever want to, like, I, I've very, I've like humanized her very much in my mind, you know? And I see her all the time because of the cat. We go to the vet with the cat and like, you know, um, so like, I just never want to be that guy. And like, I also like, I always think that it's kind of tacky when somebody's like, you know, like you spent a decade or 20 years with this person or whatever. And then you're like, ah, worst enemy. It's right. Like, well, I think a lot of times that's fear, you know, like they're, they're just so afraid of how they feel about that person. But I've I just agree. been trying to work through it. I've been yeah. trying to work through how, <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I'm like not actually getting choked up. I'm choking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Help him, <laughs> um, someone.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just I just want to. I, I don't want to be that guy. So I've been talking. Like I have a whole bit about. Like I cried in the. I cried in the Phoenix airport. And like I think that a lot of my anxiety, like as a man, came from forever. Came from uh, like like you just don't you like fight off any emotion that's not happiness because you don't want to cry in public, and like. Ever since I cried in that airport out loud in front of people and like it was like a spectacle, like like I talk about on stage, like a baby looked at me like, dude, you're <laughs> fucked up, you know, like like a crying baby, like grow the, up, yeah, like the baby had like snot coming out of its nose and like tears, and the baby was like, God, are you a baby, you know, <laughs> like like I I don't know, never seen a baby with five o'clock shadow, grow up, yeah yeah, I don't know, I just it just seemed more. It, it's just, it's way more attractive to me to talk about that type of an element of the breakup versus, mm-hmm. like, just, um, you know, protagonist-antagonist right, kind right. of a thing, like, yeah. you know, because I think the protagonist is me, and the antagonist is life, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, it's everyone's antagonist, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all, ha- we all have had to deal with that in our life, and, or in our lives, and, like, it's like this it's like this force of nature that people come together it's beautiful it sours and you got to go you got it's shitty and you got to break up and like like that that force happened to us and we're both good people and What you know. uh okay i have it now <clears throat>
0: I've, like, I haven't seen you in person since last, you know, like, last spring. I'm gorgeous. You are, <laughs> you're still as cute as ever. Pete. That's what I wanted so I was getting to. Yeah. Uh, but I have noticed via social media, you have had probably four different hairstyles in the last year. Oh,
1: my God, yeah. What's was, going on, dude? That's, like, part of whatever midlife crisis led to my divorce, but, um, yeah, the, um... I, like, grew up my hair last summer. It was just, like, crazy because cr- my hair is really curly. Yeah. And it was just this crazy, like, mop top thing that I would say out of seven days of the week, two of those days, it looked so cool. <laughs> and then the other five days, I looked homeless. You know, like, like if I just, like, had to r- wake up and roll out and, like, go to something like this, like – Um, sometimes it'd be perfect and sometimes it was just like, Oh dude, you look really bad. And like, what's going on with your life? And, and I'm also like, I'm 37. So like, you know, like, um, I think when you're, I think when your hair is really fucked up and you're 20 and your face is just like, you know, your skin is just 20, Mm -hmm. like you can have homeless hair in a 20 year old's face and you're like, that looks rad. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're 37 and your face is starting to go. And then you have a homeless person's hair. You're just homeless. Yeah, you just yeah. look homeless. And um, and so, I don't know. And it, like, it just was, like, a lot of maintenance. And then I I went to that hairstyle um, that was, like, I, I still kind of have it. It's, like, the part to the side, like, the Mad Men cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, sometimes it's longer on top than others. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, like, that, like, I don't know. I, I say I have a joke on stage where um, – uh, I go, I go, I wanted to, I got that haircut cause I just wanted to look clean cut and handsome, but now I just look like a ballroom dancing coach. <laughs> 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 like, like, I just, right. It's that, that haircut. Yes. And, um, uh, so yeah, you should, I hope you
0: wear tight pants, like yeah. super tight on the ass, a you spandex tuxedo joke? with tails <laughs> yes! and it's only buttoned with one button well, yes. in the front. Yeah. So towards the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's super tight, uh, pants, uh, from, uh, the waist to the thigh. Yeah. But then bell bottoms.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bell bottoms yeah. and toe shoes. Not actual. <laughs> yeah. The, but the other joke that I have is, uh, I go, I go, I look like a Lamborghini dealer, you know, because I get six slick <laughs> back. And then I go, I go, or the the son of the guy on the Pringles can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like that hairstyle. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I
0: like that. Are you, uh, <clears throat> so you, uh, you know, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was married, got mm-hmm. divorced. Uh, now I'm engaged, going to get married in October. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. A new day has come. Yeah. This gives me hope that mm-hmm. I can find love again. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it happens, man. Can I ask you questions? Um I now I'm gonna interview you. Cause like I like so I um I actually was on a radio show this morning and I was like talking about like I like just made jokes. You know, like comics make jokes and I was like I was like, Oh, if you think that premarital sex is good, postmarital sex is the best. Mm-hmm. Well I like haven't done that yet. Like Okay my i'm not kidding my like my dick is sad like how long does it take for your dick not to be sad anymore i called my brother and i was like dude i'm like afraid to have sex with a new girl because i'm afraid that i'm going to have a sad dick and it's not going to work you know oh. and, he, and my brother goes yeah he goes when you're depressed the reason why your dick doesn't work sometimes and it's not like all the time it's like intermittent i guess it's a very personal thing that i'm sharing <laughs> but he goes because when you're depressed you're, it's like a biological function that your brain is like. You can't make a baby right now. Sure, sure. Like you can't do that. But like, I don't know. Like, like I worry about that. Like, and I also just worry about who you can trust. You know, like, who, like what. I don't know. Well, that's but, what
0: I was going to ask you is, I mean, I now you have the prospect of dating. I mean, that it, it, you probably, you know, like, I never thought I was going to date again, ever. Yeah. I, when I got married, it, that was going to be it. Not getting divorced. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be dating again. This is it. Well, obviously, all that changed. And now now I'm done dating again. Now I found one. That's but great. But there, like- there was a time that in between the, uh, you know, my, my first marriage and then in meeting uh,
1: Ashley, mm-hmm. my fiance, that, uh, yeah, I... I had some fun, buddy. That's great. That and, yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be fun to start that fun. And like, I, I don't know, like it, but let me ask you this. Like, did you like, I guess I'm, I've had a few girls come up and sort of like make offers and like even girls, like there were a couple of girls that like, it's like, I've been friends with them for a while and you could tell that they kind of wanted their shot, but I was always taken. And like, I took, I, uh, <clears throat> did I you take advantage of that? Yes. Okay. Yes. That sounds great, but like, like I don't, I wouldn't want to ruin any of those friendships. Number one, or does it? Does that ruin the friendships? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it made it different. Yeah,
1: yeah. See, I don't it wasn't want...
0: someone that I, that even lived locally, yeah. or someone that that did it. You know, came back to town, but okay. wasn't living locally, but did at one point, and but even like just staying in touch twice a year yeah after that has it yeah it, it changes has, everything it, yeah it, it did change it yeah
1: i don't want to like change that you know that kind of dynamic no and know? i didn't either but then you also yeah i don't know the um there's also like there would be just like like i was a i was at the stand um comedy club and this like random girl from the audience who was gorgeous was hitting on me the other night and like of course you know i had one of my best friends that were with me and i had a few comics and they're like dude go for it but like she just, like, like had, like, red flags all over her. You know, she was, like, very basic. Um, she, like, you know, she already was, like, telling me about her ex. You know, like, she was kind of getting over something, too. And, like, mm. and I was, like okay yeah i don't want to be revenge sex for someone and like think about like when you're 19 you'd kill to be revenge sex right but when you're like a little bit older you're like ah, i can't connect with your baggage and like she'd be like yeah and my ex cheated on me all the time and blah blah blah, and all i could think was like this bitch has STDs, you know like yeah like this is where i'm gonna get herpes from and i don't have it and i've never gotten it and i don't know how you know like and so it's like it's like, yeah, I guess i'm like I'm scared of STDs. like I don't want to link up with like somebody that's really crazy. It was like, weird to buy condoms again, yeah, yeah, I don't want to wear condoms, you know, long I it's been since I've wore condoms, I, I agree, man, but I did, like condoms were different when your dick was 19 you know and it was like just anything would make you come and like like now I think like my dick would be like we could just not do this (laughs) if this is what it has to be I don't know but maybe maybe it'd be like because I'm thinking about sex like it was I'm thinking about married sex with a condom and maybe single sex with a condom is just amazing like it can be you know certainly can be yeah all right okay
0: this is prepping me I have a condom uh, company I I, I I own. I don't know if you know about that. You do, yeah, yeah. No, um, I love that. No, I mean, yeah, you know what they are. It's it's, not, it's the, a it's no a, nonsense podcast <laughs> condom company. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's right. The uh, no, I mean, I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah, of course, using one of those is not. It's never the same. Yeah, but you know, you I've don't. had the same fears you did. I don't certainly didn't want to get anybody pregnant that I wasn't going to be with. Oh God, uh, no. That's I I've always been afraid of that as much as you know, an STD. Like, oh my god, I don't want to get somebody pregnant. Yeah. Holy fuck, I don't want that to happen. And thankfully that has never happened uh, on accident for me, so.
1: Yeah. I and that, I think I've, I think I've made it through life. I don't think I think I'm in the clear now. But um But that's like a weird like this this whole thing that I'm talking about. Like, I don't want people to think that that this is sort of like how I'm predisposed to being like disinterested in in sex. Like, I mean, I would say that it, if I've ever had a true addiction in my life, like before I met my wife, that was it you know like like the like that was my favorite thing yeah and like that it was like the hunt the chase the this the that you know and like but i don't know it's almost like i guess when you get out of a marriage sometimes you feel like you were in a cult you know because like you like you <laughs> kind of defied your nature your nature is like i want to fuck everything and then you like you were like no i'm such a good guy that i don't yeah and i didn't and like you know, and it's so hard, it's almost hard to like deprogram your guy brain from that. Even though while you're married, yeah, like I would have single friends that have, that would tell me their stories, and I'm like, oh, I'd be like salivating, yeah. But I guess yeah, this you know I'm kind of in like the long boat ride home from war right now, where I'm just digesting all of it. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. I mean, uh, okay, you said you're you're 36. You said 37? 37, yeah. 37. Yeah. So I mean. You know, if you want to spend time with girls that are in their twenties, they can be a lot of fun. Uh, They're probably uh, not going to want to, uh, you know, they may not want to get too serious. And maybe that could be fun for you, or maybe you want to, uh, you know, have someone that's mature and more,
1: you know, at your at your level. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like you don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need a sampler pack. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I need. But, <laughs> I mean. I don't want to go to anyone's wedding. Like I know that that's a thing. Like I don't want to meet anyone's family. Like um everything with my ex was like dude, I you know how many weekends I had free? I had like 4 weekends a year open. Yeah. And I would go to four weddings. And so it'd be like when I wasn't working, I had to go to somebody's dumb wedding. You know, <laughs> Isn't that and the like worst? <laughs> oh god, it was like somebody's dumb wedding. It was and like and then when I wasn't at weddings, I had to go hang out with her family. And, like, her family was fine. Yeah. Like, they were great people. But, like, I just, like, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to – I don't like like, yeah. how, much, how much of relationships is just doing shit that the other person wanted to do and you're an asshole if you don't go do all that stuff, you know? Right. And, like – and I'm like I always wanna be a nice guy and I always wanna do the right thing and like especially when I'm in a relationship, like I wanna like make her happy. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing there's nothing happier in life than when you're with a woman that's truly happy. Yes. But like to make to make someone happy, like not even talking women, like just talking a person, to make another person happy, that's like insane. That takes all of you. Yeah. And who has that? <laughs> are are people asking you, and I'm not asking you this. Yeah. So you don't have
0: to answer the question. But the um my question to you is are people asking, so would you get married again?
1: Yeah. No, you don't need to answer that. No, and I get say, that all the time. People, and yeah. like my answer is like I hope. Yeah. You know, but like okay. there's there's a part of me that like I guess I can't picture it right now because I'm so in the woods still. Yeah, of course. But like I I don't know I just I hope that somebody comes along but like I was talking to Derek uh, when we were coming back from radio that like whoever it would be that I would get married to would have to be so cool like you know with this life and this career yeah would have to be just stunning beautiful like and I know that that's superficial but that's important like I need to roll over and see the person's face and go I love that face mm-hmm. oh my god and I'm not talking about like like that they can't age or like that face can't like, cause I, I see women all the time that are like in their mid fifties and I'm like, that's a good looking woman. Of course. Like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that woman never had plastic surgery. She's got a great face and she takes care of herself. And yeah, that face, um, I would need, I would need her to be funny. Like I just, I, I don't know. Like I would need her to have a great sense of humor mm-hmm. to make me laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, like have low drama levels, like, oh my God, I can't stand it in life. Like, when, when, like, when, like, life is hard enough. And then when you have another person that's inventing shit to be harder while you're in that thing, like. Just saying that, Pete, is giving, making me stressed
0: <laughs> right now. I'm just thinking.
1: Yeah, way. like, I can't. I just can't. Like, I, I and like, it would have to be. It, and like, somebody fun, somebody that loves to go out, but also loves to be introverted. Yeah. And like, just sit in and tunnel. Like, I would. It was like. The Derek goes, uh in the car, he goes, Sounds like you're describing a guy I was just gonna say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have to be You kinda just you're you're describing a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be and like somebody that would like somebody that would like want to like work on sex forever. You know, like somebody yeah. that would want to like work on that heat and not get so lazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh God. Um it's like I don't know like that it would have to be all those things and like i don't know that that exists you know? she's out there but she's already married i'm sorry to tell you yeah she's already married and i'll get her when she's divorced and she's over her stuff but exactly i don't i mean like when she's bitter she'll be looking for you. yeah it would just it would have to be it would have to be every single one of those things and like i don't think that i could ever uh, like if i ever was in a relationship with a girl that wasn't all those things i would I don't don't know. I think I would be like, I think we can date for a few weeks. I don't know. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe I'm going to Derek Jeter my way through life. I don't know. You
0: know, I mean, it's kind of, it's the the sick joke that a lot of people say after you get divorced is like, uh, yeah, no, know, that was the practice one. Yeah. And and it's not, you know, it's not really as simplified Mm -hmm. as that. However, you can take a lot of things from that and learn a whole bunch about yourself and about life and about, you know. So it can be, a, you know, it obviously can be a positive. And hey, I'm super happy right now, well, as far as that part of my life goes. So. Is uh,
1: you said her name is Ashley? Yeah. Is this her first time? Or mm-hmm. okay, okay. So yeah, that. But you're going to go into it already, having done this, and already having like done all the soul searching from it, and mm-hmm. all the. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've done a lot of like mental work, and like I, I think I knew almost nothing about myself when I came into my relationship with my ex and now i know so much and i know so much of what i would do differently and like and like boundaries that i would put up and like you know um things that i wouldn't do right you know and yeah so uh, yeah your your marriage that you're about to have is going to be so much better oh, yeah than the first yeah. one uh-huh
0: yeah she's uh ashley's really good at uh She's an amazing relationship communicator, if that makes sense. Oh my God, yeah. She basically tells me what she needs and not like in a pushy way. Like, it's very, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm doing for you. That I, because I know you like these things. Mm -hmm. This is what I want from you, and I'm going to be happy. It's really pretty simple. Even as, like, as far as like when ho- gift-giving comes, this is what I want. I yeah. really don't even have to come up with everything. She's just so helpful. Like, you know what? I want this wild jacket this year. Would you just give me that? Done. Perfect. That's Everybody's am- happy. You're not disappointed that you're telling me what you want? Great.
1: Just the fact that she wants a hockey jacket. That's, I'm like, marry her. <laughs> marry her. <laughs> right? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much drama because they had to switch goalies and she's pissed. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know that that's I'm I'm like I'm genuinely happy for you thank you that that's the part of me that that thinks that maybe someday I'll be married again because like I I still believe in love and I still love love and like I see it like I one of my friends just got engaged and she's on Instagram and um and she's so happy and I see it and like I don't hate it like I yeah like, well, that's good some of my friends are like oh yeah I hate happy people I'm like oh my god I love that and I want that yeah that's great you know? the one thing uh,
0: I I want to talk about. So I'm going to bring up something else here. But the one thing that I always used to see that would drive me, when I was not happy in my marriage, the thing that would drive me nuts is seeing it not drive me nuts i would get so jealous and, and kind of sad about it is uh when i would be out working at my jobs where i'm you know up and down the stairs selling beers yeah out you know like a like a wild game or a twins game a vikings game and i would see these couples that are just laughing they're not with anyone else just the two of them laughing at each other yeah smiling yeah like they, like whatever they're doing right now they're they they do not want to be any place else they just want to be with each other having the time of their life
1: and i would see these people like fuck yes i don't remember that yes that's what i want yes that like, You look so happy do you remember when you would like you know that like phase of the relationship where you drive all night to be with the person you know you're like yeah. you're like if if i can just get from where i'm at to where they're at and then you like you're in their presence and you're like that's i just feel so good right now now that i'm here and like that's what i want again yeah. i want that yep. like that that's how i used to feel yeah you know and I don't know. It'll happen. It'll happen yeah. when it's
0: supposed to, I guess. But uh, just like me finding a job, I need to mention that at least once a Podcast now. We, It'll happen when it's supposed to.
1: Somebody, somebody mm. is going to hire you because you're amazing and you're brilliant and you're oh. talented and like you don't take up a lot of space. You're very, <laughs> you're very trim yes. and like, like you don't need a big office and like, no. uh. you know. But no, that... I'll even take a medium for the work shirt.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I don't exactly. I'll, I, I'd large, as, I'd prefer... I'll take a medium. Exactly. I'll swim in a double <laughs> X.
1: Whatever you want.
0: Whatever you want. I yeah. just need
1: a job right now. That's and, fine.
0: Yeah. Hey, I... Uh, but, you know, I really had uh, mixed feelings about coming to talk to you this week because, uh, as the internet told me, you're oh, a God. known racist.
1: Oh, I am... Uh, well, the main thing was sexist, is what they were calling me. Oh, sexist. Yeah, sexist, which... I don't know what to say about that. Um, Let's catch people up here. So I saw something, was it at May, beginning yeah. of this month, on Twitter, yeah. somebody accused you of, go ahead. They were, all right, so they were, I went to do a, a school um, called Cornell College in Mount Vernon, Iowa, and there are these girls that come to the show and they're, I don't know, I would say that they're, they're in a phase of their life that they're, they're, their passion is, like, activism, you know, for, like, social justice. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I would say that, like, I would say that in my life, like, my mom was a feminist. And, like, when we were kids, we'd go to, like, we'd go to, like, not rallies, but get-togethers. And we would talk about social change and social change for women. And, like, I was raised by a feminist. And, you know, my mom went to work... For Gloria Steinem, my mom's not a feminist anymore. Um, I mean, she believes in in equality for women and all the things that they're supposed to stand for. But my mom went to work for Gloria Steinem, and I know I'm this is a long story, you know. But my mom quit after like a week, and she was like, and I was like, Mom, what, what's? And she's like, I'm not a feminist anymore. And I was like, Well, what, why? And she goes, because it's all bullshit. And I was like, What do you mean? And she goes, she goes, this whole movement. Um, or at least Gloria Steinem's part of it. She goes, she goes, she has, <clears throat> she has all these women that are working for her, and she treats the people, the women that are working for her, worse than I've ever seen a man treat any woman that works for them. You wow. know, like so. So within, you know, we're we're striving for equality, but within her own company, she's created a structure of inequality. You know, where you know everybody, you know, the boss is going to get paid more than the you know than the mailroom person. Sure but like the treatment of the people she said was very unfair and she was very wicked to people. And, um, and I've never, I've never met Gloria Steinem. So I don't know. I'm kind of calling her wicked third hand from my mom's experience and my mom could have just had a bad day and been scared. I don't know, but sorry. Um, but anyway, so what I'm trying to say is like, you know, I, I had a mother that was very steeped in activism and I, you know, sort of went along with it as a little boy and, Also, look at it from the lens that I came up in. That my mom was like, "Men are bad. Men are bad. Men are bad," and I was like, "I'm becoming one." (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that we're all bad. And like, also, um, (laughs) also, like, it's. I think that a lot of that is just rooted in, in people get like they're they're so in touch with their anger, and it's um, it's sort of like you can you can devote your life to channeling your anger into something like that where you can actually work on your anger and work on yourself and try to live a life that is a little more zen than than looking at for reasons to be pissed off at people yeah about equality about inequality yeah. you know and some people would say that looking at life through that lens is lazy and you're not the world's never going to change if you're just sitting back and going well i just want to sit back and be happy and i don't want any drama And, like, life is shitty enough and my cat's dying of cancer, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) So this was, what, two weeks ago? And I'm in the middle of all this divorce stuff, middle of whatever. So this 19-year-old and her, like, friend who, like, have you ever met somebody that, like, she's, like, the leader of the group? She's the leader of the Mean Girls? And then she's got her friend with her that her friend is not just her friend. Her friend is, like, her intern. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what she said.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's she's the assistant coach of their friendship, so already th- already there's there's an inequality happening right in front of me. Um, uh, one of, I mean, I guess this is important, but um, they're both they're both women. Uh, one of them was white, one of them was black. I got the feeling that they were in a relationship with one another. Okay, um, so you have you have three things going on there like three things that they're fighting for inequality. And they're also at a stage of their life where this is this is not just their passion. It's a hobby. And it's also probably a channel that their brain goes to automatically. Well, they come to comedy shows and they record the person's set with their cell phone, like hoping to find something and confront them uh, at the end of the show. And this girl walks up to me and like, I've had this before at shows, you know, where, and like, first of all, uh, like I'm not saying that my show is perfect. Like there's, you know, there's probably sexist things in there. Um, and I'm not talking like overtly sexist, just like the use of symbols, general symbols and words and you know, whatever. And, um, part of comedy is to challenge the status quo and you know, like there's, I'm sure that I say edgy things or, you know, I don't know, but, um, but, Really, I, I speak through kindness while I'm on stage and I think that I think that of comedians, I don't know that you would find many comedians who have put so much thought into their act and chosen their words so carefully so that they are trying to be so fair to every group of people. Yeah. Um I mean I have I have a giant chunk of my act that is all pro gay. Like it's it's a whole chunk that's pro gay. Um, I talk about women's weight and how like hard it must be. I mean, pretty much my point of view is almost the woman's point of view flowing through a man. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, on it's, this podcast before you and I. It about really your act. so yeah. the fact that these, the fact that these two girls, um, like, I don't know how to describe them. Like, like this is gonna this is gonna be sexist, but I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use like a like an urban dictionary. Um, word to describe them, or like mm-hmm. a like a like. I listen to a lot of rap music, and like I like a lot of hip hop. But um, these two girls were giant basic bitches. Mm-hmm. They were they were very common people. They hadn't had a whole lot of life experience. They hadn't read a lot that gave them depth. Um, they um, they were basically like textbook activists, and then they were like throwing all this textbook stuff at me that like I was like no that's actually wrong because of this because I had spent so much time in the feminist movement and I was like no you're wrong <clears throat> so all of that qualifies what what I'm going to say so I have a joke in my act where I go um, I go I'm not a manly man like if I was choke, like if I was strangling you you'd go ah your hands are so soft death tickles right yeah. that's the entire context of the joke uh-huh I'm The victim of the, of the joke is me because I'm talking about being a soft man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the, the, the victim of the joke is my own masculinity, Uh you know, which is something that if you're, I guess if you're a feminist, you know, like attacking the myth that is masculinity would be attractive to you. But these two girls were so basic and they they didn't have an original thought in their head and they were also very manipulative and these girls they they were people that were like you know like the mean girls from high school like they were those girls but doing it on behalf of a just cause which is shitty mm-hmm. but that's what so many people do right. you know like like look at look at people look at people like Al Sharpton you know he says that he's representing a cause but he's just trying to make himself famous yeah. You know, like, that's what these girls are <clears throat> for the benefit. They're going after this just cause that I believe in, but for their own ego. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, oh my God, they figured out we can bully someone. We we can go up to somebody and bully them and like call them a racist and a sexist and say that like, and, and you have to address that seriously and you have to handle it with kid gloves and you have to take it, you know, like right. cause otherwise you're terrible. Right. But anyway, so the girl comes up to me and she goes, she goes, I didn't like your joke about domestic violence. And, and I was like, what joke about domestic violence? She goes, when you were strangling women with your soft hands. And I go, I go, what joke about strangling women? I go, there's not, there's not a joke about strangling women in my whole show. No. And, um. And she goes. Um, and she goes. Yes, you said that if I strangled women, I and I was like, no, I was like, you're you're wrong. And she goes, well, I recorded your show, and she like pulls out her phone. Ugh. I go, well, number one, it's actually in my contract that you can't do that. And I was like, you don't know my contract, but you can't. <coughs> and um, I go, number two, I have done that joke on television. Um, network lawyers have approved it. I was like, I would never. Second of all, I would never, ever, ever um, strangle a woman. <laughs> I would never talk about it. That would never make an audience laugh, right? Like, um, you know, it, it just, it just wouldn't, and it, it's not the right thing. And I would never do that. And I didn't say that. And um, and she's like, "No, you said you strangled a woman," and I was like, "Well," I was like, "You are not right." I was like, "You are, you are just, you are wrong. You are wrong, and you are upset with me." About something that didn't happen, and she's like, "Oh, oh, you saying I'm ignorant? Oh boy!" And, I, and then it was like, she's like, "Are you calling black people stupid? Oh boy, no, no." And no, I was no, like, no, 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 "And no, I was no, like, no, 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 no." I was like, I was like, I'm calling you stupid <laughs> because you're wrong about this one thing. Right? Like you're you were wrong about this, and you're and she was so angry, and I was, I was like, "You're very uh, angry." Oh, so I'm an angry black woman? Oh boy! And I was no, like, "No, no." I was like, "Technically, you are all of those things, but I'm not saying that." in, in how you're saying it, I'm like, I'm just saying that you're wrong about this thing. And, um, and she was like, you know, she's, she's all up in arms. And then her, her assistant coach is there going, yes. And you were very sexist. And I was like, I wasn't, I just wasn't. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, so I, there was no convincing her that it was not a domestic violence joke when it just isn't like it's been on television. It's been on this and that. Then she gets into, you know, she goes, she goes, and you said, um, she goes, you said something on stage, like she goes, you like said the word black, and she's like, that's racist, and I was like, huh, and I was like, what? <clears throat> I I have a, I have a line in my set where I say, um, I talk about how I wish that sex was, um, I wish that something came out of sex that was equal to how great sex is. Like, like, um, like, cause, like, sex is amazing, and like, babies are not. <laughs> I was like, I wish that something came out instead of a baby. Like, you'd be like, oh my god, an iPhone, you know? <laughs> like, like, you'd give birth to an iPhone, like something that you'd be like, oh my god, I got the new one. No condoms. And, yeah, no condoms. And then my tagline is, and it's not even weird that it's black, <laughs> right? Like, it's just the classic trope yeah. of, of, um, of, of, you know, I mean, it's it's been done in movies a million times of like of, of if the baby is a different race than me, it's not mine. And so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, simple. Yeah. I, I can't, it's not. And then after that, the line that she took issue with, I go, I go, I go, I love black people by the way. I was like, I love them. And um, that's all I said. And it gets a laugh because it's so innocent. Yeah, It's just like me being like, I love black people. I go, yeah. I go the line that you said that I was racist was I love black people and I was saying that genuinely. And I was like, I was like, you, you are not. You, I, I was, uh, so, how did it, how did it end up on social media then? Why did it, why did it go from wherever you were that night at the college to online? So, these girls, um, they, so I made a post that was like, hey, I, I had, I, I, was, I was, I was like mad. And, um, so I go, um, uh, I go I had two activist girls call me sexist and racist and violent against women uh and I was like my show and I go I go there's nothing worse than than people who use just causes to be bullies mm-hmm. cuz that's really what they were doing yeah. if you boil down what they were doing specifically to me Yeah and I also know another comic who's a black woman who they did the same thing to after her show so they're they're shit starters you know like they're Completely they're shit starters and, and it just don't attack artists. You know, like, like we are, we are sensitive, <laughs> fucked up people. Like we, we are doing this cause we have to, like we, we are doing this because something bad happened to us and we have to get on stage in front of strangers and need their approval. And like, when you prey on those type of people, you're evil. Like yeah. you're, you're a really bad person. And like, and like I said, all the causes that she is supposedly representing, I I believe in them 100%. Um, I am right there with you. Yeah. Um, but I even had a talk with her that day, <clears throat> and I said, I was like, listen, I go, you don't have any life experience. You, you, I was like, I'm sure that you've encountered racism. I was like, so that's that is life experience. But I was like, just in general, I was like, you're 19 and you've done nothing. In life, And I was like, I go, but one of the lessons that you need to learn in life, and you'll learn it over time because you have to learn it, is that there's so much shit in life that is hard. And when you can find happiness, you need to actually like look for that happiness and not look for the negative. Yeah. And I go, I go, I've read so much on this. I've been through years of therapy. And and I was like, I used to have a brain like yours where I just looked for the negative and I wanted to tunnel down that rabbit hole because it felt so good. And it like scratched that itch, but like it never makes you happy. And so I was like, I was like, I just want you to know that for some reason, even though you're being mean to me, I like want to help you. I like want to help you like not live such an angry life. Yeah. And, um, and that made her even angrier, you know, but because yeah, why would, why would she want to try to be happy? Yeah.
0: Oh, you're better than me you trying to help me
1: yeah yeah you must be better than me yeah you must be better than me white man (laughs) and like but and first of all i'm not i mean i am white but i'm american indian like and if i wanted to be bitter holy shit if i wanted to tunnel into that like my people technically (laughs) are still there we're still living in like our own little concentration camps within america like like that's I could focus on that. That could be the entire focus of my life and that would be miserable and I would waste my life. Yeah. And I can't. Like I just can't do that. But anyway, so it got on the internet. Um I know I'm rambling at this point, but <clears throat> they created fake Twitter accounts and fake Facebook accounts and came after me that day like they replied to that message. And none of them were them because I know what they look like. Okay. And then um I finally found out who they really are because they're they were dumb enough to like their own posts from the fake account
0: (laughs) with the real accounts
1: yeah (laughs) like come on like come on you're like they're just they're just 19 you know and like and i thought about like because i mean people like really came to my aid because they were going after me and everybody that knows me is like Wait, what? Right. You're attacking Pete? You know, like, I have friends that have stuff in their act that they could really take issue with. Mm-hmm. And then the person would go, yeah, I said that because I believe it. Right. You know, and then they could actually go after that person because they'd be like, "That this person's part of the problem. Yeah. And um. Not Pete Lee. Yeah, not me. And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm a hypocrite. Maybe I really am part of the problem. I don't know. But, like, I just just don't want to tag me. So, um, so like, there were a ton of people. That, I have a lot of fans that, like, I'm a pretty nice guy, and I don't ever want to. So I was only responding to what they were saying.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I was only I was on issue. I wasn't doing personal attra- attacks against them, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but I had some friends that were saying some, like, really real stuff to them and, like, really hurtful things. And I was kind of laughing, you know. Yeah. I was going, oh, All right. well. They personally, I guess, deserve that because they're nasty. Um, But after a while, like one of my friends, um, uh, her name's Carly. She's on that show Girl Code. She's the one with the red hair. Now it's pink. She reached out to me with like a personal message. And she's like, Pete, she's like, do you know how many? She's like half a million fans. And she's like, I could go down a rabbit hole like this every day with somebody. She's like, you can't let these trolls get to you. Because otherwise, you you'll do exactly the thing that you're talking to them about. Like you're going to spend the time on the negative and not the positive. Yeah. And so I just ended it. Um. And then I reported them on Twitter. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I was like, no, they're trolling people. They're creating fake accounts. They're. So I don't know. I guess the point of the point that I'm trying to make in this whole thing is that, like, you know, like I said, some people use just causes, whether it's religion. Um, or activism or, you know, like, um, social injustice, um, the murder of somebody else, like they use it for their own personal gain, yep. whether it's to become famous or just to channel their anger. And it feels good to throw your anger at somebody. Yeah. But I don't know if you're listening to this and this ever happens you, like, you don't have to take it seriously. <laughs> don't take it seriously. Like I did, like, just let it die. Let them not bully you. you yeah. Know? Lesson
0: learned it yeah. sounds like we uh we had to wrap this up so you can get uh some more uh, fresh water down your throat there yeah i apologize for the the cough there he um are you selling anything at the shows right now i like to ask that are you bringing anything can yeah buy something after the show when they come see
1: you this week at yes. acme um i sell hugs for five dollars um do you bring change i do bring change Kay. um yeah i just got some t-shirts and i'm gonna be selling some t-shirts after the show Kay. and uh yeah yeah all right anything else we should mention pete um follow me on twitter at peatley tweets Damn follow right. me on instagram uh pete Lee sorry that's that's all one word peatley sorry um that's the instagram yeah yeah i have a whole bit about how like i say i'm sorry too much right that's real fun and that's you know what that's what's so funny about those two girls is like i did this whole bit about and i will like like if you hit me with a hammer on the street i'd be like sorry oh sorry yeah. i didn't mean to walk into your hammer yeah But, like, with those two girls, I was like, I'm not saying I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I will not – because I just – like, bullies are my – like, if you are bullying somebody, like, I can't stand it. Like, because I got bullied growing up all the time. Like, I had a horrible childhood. Oh, I totally get it. Hey,
0: I got – you know, like I said, I got the two kids, and there's a little bit of – they're not suffering from any bullies. But Mm -hmm. I'm hearing stories about little kids that are – in third and first grade. Yeah. And then my daughter the other day was asking me if I liked middle school or high school better. And then I started thinking back to all the positives and all the negatives, like, oh boy. Can't believe she's got to supposed to go through all this. Yeah. Hope it goes as well as possible. But man Yeah
1: kids it, can be dicks. And so could nineteen year old girls
0: at midwestern colleges. Well they're
1: kids. I mean they're, yeah. they're these two girls were kids still, you know? I mean, you and I, we're older, but we're still kids. We're just giant kids and aging bodies, you know? Pretty much. I don't know.
0: <laughs> just ask Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that same thing.
1: Pete, thank you. Thank you
0: so much. This has been good, I think, for both of us. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm going to speak for you and say this has been good for both of us. I'm going
1: to end it on a sneeze. Hold on. Three, two. Oh, it went away. Oh It's, like, still there, but, like, Almost. I could your 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 forehead is your, oh. your brow is furrowed. Yeah, I'm like, ah, uh, I think I sniffled it away, but like, <laughs> maybe I'm allergic to something like in here. I don't know, but like, I've spent I've spent hours and hours and hours on this stage. I don't w- know what's different. I I'm need, here. I just need Zyrtec, is what I need. Let's this, go get some Zyrtec. This podcast is brought to you by Zyrtec. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. All right, thank you so much.